go live here. Connecting. Uh, this is Ian Trache for a discussion of truth Wednesdays, five o'clock, five fifteen, coming at you um, Eastern time. Uh, and uh, and a lot of lot going on here. Uh, a lot going on here on the planet. Uh, the planet. The 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 economic structure is um, going to be drastically changed. The way that we exchange goods um, is going to be drastically and dramatically exchanged. Now, it's very likely that um, that a on the on the very basic level, a digital currency is uh, going to be introduced. Um, and many people are saying that the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic is used as basically a war weapon, a global war weapon to implement uh, digital currency. Well, basically to um, to crash uh, various economies that are already crashed, because if, if you're in a central banking system, then you are already in a massive debt to essentially what accounts to the Bank of International Settlements in Switzerland. Um, the United States has been under a central banking system uh, and thus paying its debtors. Uh, yes, I'll repeat that. The federal government in the United States has been paying its debtors uh, officially since 1913. Um, and massive shareholders took bribes, essentially, to become part of that system, namely the Rockefeller uh, Foundation, J.P. Morgan, um, it is my suspicion, folks, it is my suspicion that Bill Gates uh, is likely a large shareholder in the Federal Reserve System that basically cripples the American economy uh, and is simply part of, again, uh, this central banking scheme um, nationally. Uh, if you look at the tyranny unfolding in Australia, is it, if it, it, does it not boggle your mind? Does it not boggle your mind how people are being arrested? for not wearing masks in public, for uh, for entering public space on the sidewalk, protesting without being vaccinated, does it not boggle your mind? And if that doesn't boggle your mind, uh, I, 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 I don't know, I don't, want, I, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with you, frankly. I want nothing to do with you because you are in a complete different reality than the birds and the bees and the grass and the trees and the air and parks. You are in such a brainwashed reality of absorbing the filth on your television screen and absorbing the filth that comes out of Hollywood. That is not a reality that human beings have lived for hundreds of thousands of years. What is the difference? Do you think that this globe that we, or the, whatever it is, this planet that we live on, you think that all of a sudden it's changing and this virus is a real threat with a 99% survival rate? And you go and put an injection in your body that is causing all types of ailments to people. All-American Jen, going to bring her on right now. Let's see, uh, Jennifer Kearns, and, 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 and later the second hour... The second hour, and I know there, there's guys in Scotland, and he wants to he wants to bring uh, he wants to tie me in. The second hour, of Teddy Daniels is scheduled to join me, so say stay tuned. Jennifer, bring in Jennifer Kearns. It's Jennifer Kearns, all American Jen, American Radio. Nope, here we go. Jennifer Kearns, welcome to Discussions of Truth. How are you today? Okay, Jennifer cannot hear me. Uh, wow. Okay, she can't hear me. Why can't she hear me? Um, my, my, my. Why can Jennifer not hear me? Uh, that, okay, so I called her. Oh, so I've had an issue before, folks. I've had an issue before with uh you know let's just do it this way i've had an issue before with uh with 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 folding in skype into the system that i use 
let's uh, let's go another route here with Jennifer. Uh, let's let's do this. Uh, let's let's simply uh, let's simply do this. Uh, hold on a second. That that is weird. Why why is it that she uh, did not answer? Okay. Let's see here. So this is we are streaming live, and let's just let's, let's just do this here. Let's just do this. Uh, let's just do this. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to Discussions of Truth. Sorry that. Uh, I must have dropped that call. Got dropped for some reason. How are you today? Doing well. Welcome to the program. You you uh, you host a national syndicated show for listeners to understand. The name of your show is is it's American Radio. What's the name of your show, Jen? All American Radio. Fantastic. And tell us where is this based out of? Where are you based out of, Jen? Uh, I am based out of New York City in the belly of the beast, and <laughs> we are. Uh, Across the nation, from Memphis, Tennessee, to Denver, Colorado, out to California, and uh, growing by the day. So we're very excited. Okay, so you are in, uh, wow, you're in New York City, and uh, you're in the heart of the beast. What is life like in New York City? I can only imagine the hey, what you're going through. Tell us, tell us what's happening in New York City right now. Well, just yesterday, our mayor, Bill de Blasio, came out and said that uh, if you are not vaccinated, uh, you cannot participate in society in New York City. Uh, and basically, they're starting a yellow card system called the Key to New York City, very similar to what's been happening in Paris, France, and in Germany, where, where people are you know rising up and protesting. There have not been really any protests in New York City. No surprise there. It's fairly liberal here says that if you're not vaccinated, you cannot uh, now go into restaurants and have a meal. You cannot go to your gym. Uh, so a lot of the businesses that they shut down last year with very little scientific proof, by the way, um, the restaurants and gyms uh, somehow were the super spreaders of the world, which, which has never been scientifically proven. Uh, they're now putting the onus on these restaurants and gyms to check your vaccination card at the door. It's pretty scary. It feels a little bit like living in East Germany, um, you know, during the uh, 80s and the Cold War. But uh, that's where we are at the current moment. Okay, so that just that just blows me away that uh, this guy thinks he can get away with that. Um, I've listened to his news conference. I think it was released this morning. Perhaps it was yesterday. And then also for New York, we're looking at a major uh, major unveiling yesterday of uh, the Attorney General basically saying that Cuomo uh, has abused, what is it, 11 women? Yeah, it is. It's really interesting. Uh, while the attorney general and the governor do have some political beefs in the past, I think uh, the attorney general, Letitia James, would very much like Governor Cuomo's job. Uh, but you really can't argue with a lot of the evidence. There was a 170-page report that was put out yesterday. They interviewed 174 people, I think it was, uh, including state troopers. And if you know anything about how you know elected officials move around uh, their state and move around the country, uh, in the same way that a president has um, the Secret Service, every governor has uh, protection detail uh, from their state troopers. So they actually interviewed in depth some New York state troopers as part of this inquiry. And apparently the state troopers uh, validated some of the claims, which which is pretty alarming. But uh, the state troopers are, are the people that are with the governor, around the governor all the time and would have seen this sort of activity. And I thought it was pretty significant also that the investigation had looked at 74,000 pieces of evidence, including uh, SMS text messages, emails, uh, photographs, um, you name it. Uh, they looked at it in this inquiry. So pretty, pretty big news. Now, what does this mean for Cuomo? Does this mean Cuomo steps down? 
Well, he's got a pretty big ego. As you saw in his press conference yesterday, he said he's not going anywhere. And in fact, he, he sort of victim shamed the victims here. Um, but uh, it's interesting to look at the polling. Uh, there was a poll done recently uh, a month or two ago that, that showed that 65 percent of female Democrat voters in New York City believed that Governor Cuomo had indeed sexually harassed women, but they thought they should uh, that he should still be able to keep his job. 65 percent of female voters. Now, this is the party that claims to be feminist. I'm not sure. Uh, where they uh, come up with that logic, but um, it would be interesting to see after this massive report came out with these massive pieces of evidence uh, if voters in New York City, especially female Democrats, feel the same way. So it is a violation of his uh, his 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 office. Uh, yeah, he's. It sounds like you're saying he's refusing to step down. I know. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Joe Biden has 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 also called for him to step down. I believe. Uh, it's kind of like uh, New York is locked into this guy that uh, that is uh, 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 violating laws uh, and that people don't want him. Sounds like Gavin Newsom to me. <laughs> well, there are some similarities. Here, here's what's so interesting. You, you have on both coasts, uh, both the most liberal states, both the largest states in terms of population in the United States, uh, you have both governors of New York and California currently under attack and fending off attack, and it's not even necessarily from uh, the right. And in, 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 certainly in Cuomo's case, it's coming from his own Democrat Party uh, and the people who worked for him and, and were excited to go to work for him until they were sexually harassed. Uh, so this will be quite interesting to see what actually plays out with, with Governor Cuomo here. And, and as you know, the, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, has a recall nipping at his heels uh, coming up on September 14th. That's about five weeks away. The polling on that is not going in Gavin's favor. Uh, you know, anytime you get within four or five weeks of, of an election day, you start to see people's views and, and, and choices on the voting really come home to roost. Uh, and, and this is interesting. I'll be watching this very closely. I was a, a former spokeswoman for the California Republican Party. Uh, I happened to have beaten Gavin Newsom at the ballot box uh, once in his 25-year career. Uh, so um, it'll be interesting to watch here. Uh, the, the, the fact that two of these states, that two of these top Democrat leaders could fall within, you know, 90 days of each other is pretty significant and does not speak well for the Democratic Party in America. Okay, so let's let's. I want to get back into New York and William Wilhelm or De Blasio. I think, it, yeah, yeah, right. You're just kidding. Um, I want to get back to that and, and what life's like and and what you're doing to go about um, kind of trying to live a normal life in in Nazi York. Um, but uh, but but first off, Jennifer, what's happening to your country right now? We we've seen a drastic change over the course of what's coming up on about two years now. What's happening? Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, starting with the COVID-19 lockdowns, which I believe were done, uh, not intentionally. I think intentionally they were done to help the public health stop the spread, flatten the curve for two weeks. But it turned into something very quickly where the Democrats uh, took a page from one of their uh, strategists over the years, Rahm Emanuel, he was mm -hmm. a, a strategist to Barack Obama, who, who taught them you never let a crisis go to waste. So anytime there's a crisis in this country, the Democrats jump on that and, and drive the policy home. And, and that's what they did. They took advantage of the, the COVID-19 regulations. They they made people that they disagreed with, such as churches and, and other folks, that small business owners, people who actually work for a living, um, they really put the screws to them. Over the course of the last 16 months, it's been really dismal. Here's what's interesting. Uh, also, then you lay in the George Floyd riots on top of that. Those raged for over 109 days last summer. And uh, half of America was told to just sit there and watch it play out and and let this happen. And the reality is the conservatives in this country, uh, they can't go out on the streets and, and riot and be seen on TV every night burning things down because they will lose their jobs. Uh, some of these Antifa guys, they're being paid uh, to protest. We know that. We can trace some money back to the um, some of the Soros-connected groups. And, and so it's difficult in this country uh, to be a conservative right now. Um, what I think is coming in this country possibly um, is is the second round of the lockdowns, this Delta variant 
is again giving Democrats the excuse to not let this crisis go to waste and to lock everybody down again, or at least as Bill de Blasio, William Wilhelm is doing, uh, to say that you have to get a vaccine if you want to participate in society, which is really interesting, by the way, because you remember Democrats were the ones that kind of chided Trump. Kamala Harris herself said she's not going to take the vaccine if Donald Trump had anything to do with it. So it's interesting once they've gotten into power how their views on masking has changed and their views on vaccines have changed. It's really uh, quite, quite uh, hypocritical. So it, it basically sounds like they have turned a, uh, like you're saying, uh, they've turned a crisis uh, into something political. Um, a lot of a lot of the the chatter, a lot of the chatter coming out of the uh, the, the more constitutional uh, camp from from what I'm finding is that um, is that is that this is an opportune time for uh, for politicians across the country who may lend to the socialist sides of things to implement. Uh, harsher socialistic type communistic uh, influences in America. Are you seeing that at all, Jen? Yeah, I think, look, we're, we're seeing that with de Blasio. It's interesting. Yesterday, uh, right before de Blasio made his announcement, it was sort of trickling out in the news. The first uh, text message I got from my inbox, which was blowing up, was from somebody, a close friend of mine, who grew up in communist Beijing, China. He was the first one to text me and say, can you believe de Blasio is doing this? This is so communist. This is worse than anything they've been doing in China. That tells you a lot. Somebody who grew up for 20 years, born and raised there, their parents still live there. Their parents went through COVID there, lockdowns here and there. But to, to, to show that New York City is now taking more drastic steps than communist China, tells you a lot about where we are in America today. And where does he get this? Is this a, uh, you know, I don't I don't know much about uh, de Blasio. I, 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 I made pun there. I made a joke because I know that he changed his name and I've read some some basic stuff that he was, uh, that uh, whether it's true or not, that he that he had taken his uh, his honeymoon in, in Cuba or some one of these communist yeah. countries. What, what is his background and is he, where's he being influenced? Well, look, he's being influenced by the far left Marxists. Um, you know, I, I think it's almost biblical. You know, where you spend your treasure and your time is where your heart lies. And if you look at the the leaders of the Democrat Party in America today, uh, Bill de Blasio honeymooned in Cuba when it was illegal to go to Cuba. Right. Uh, he broke the embargo, snuck in there, honeymooned, danced on the uh, balcony there, I presume. Uh, you also look at Bernie Sanders. Where did he and his wife go for their honeymoon? They went to the Soviet Union at the time. Uh, so this is where these people's hearts really lie. They, they really do like uh, these, these totalitarian governments, the authoritarian governments, which is interesting because they always flip it. They always uh, have this deflection, right? They always want you to believe that Republicans are the brown shirts. Republicans are the mean ones. It's actually the left in this country. Look who AOC and those folks worship. Look at Ilhan Omar. Uh, she, she would rather be associated with other countries. She thinks that America is akin to ISIS. Uh, this is this is where these people are aligned. And the sad thing is they've gotten a foothold in this country and they're spreading like a cancer. And uh, we really have to make sure that in the 2022 midterms in Congress and also in our next local elections that we root these folks out. Because over the past 18 months, I, I tell people, here's the silver lining. You no longer have to guess. You no longer have to believe the pundits uh, in what they say about these folks. Now we've been able to see it in real time, in real practice, in the American way of life. And you see who's pro-lockdown, anti-free speech, anti-churches, anti-even having kids in school. Uh, You can now see it for your very eyes. Uh, By the way, one note on schools. This is interesting. As the Delta variant rises, they're not only talking about masking in schools, they're talking about now some schools may not actually go back to school. Mm. Um, This is the very first thing they did in the uh, Chinese Cultural Revolution from 1967 to 1976, I think it was about a 10-year period. Uh, The first thing they did when they wanted uh, to revive communism, they took the kids out of school. Because if you take the kids out of school and they're they're laying around all day on their iPads and doing TikTok videos and 
and not learning. It's it's the easiest and fastest way to get to the next generation. So I think we ought to really take a look at history here. Look at what's happened in other countries when they've gone through uh, purges like we're seeing now with the American cancel culture and really listen and pay attention to those lessons from the past. So what are you doing personally in New York? It sounds like um, you, you've got your hands full. Uh, I, I Frankly, I can't imagine that you're uh, I, I can't imagine you're actually living there. I've, I've spent most of my time in Florida, and, and I've uh, worked hard to, to meet with uh, DeSantis a couple times. I met him uh, twice in about past seven or eight months, and, uh, and, I've, and I've pushed kind of some of these things that I've been concerned with towards his way and some of his people in his office, and he's fighting hard uh, for uh, some of these basic freedoms. Uh, what are you finding finding in New York? Uh, uh, are New Yorkers fed up with this? This these masks, these these vaccine now now the vaccine passports. Uh, uh, what are what are New York? How are New Yorkers reacting, Jen? What are you seeing? Well, the folks that I talk to um, are are dis- disgusted with it. They're disturbed with it. But but it's interesting. I there's a there's an app in New York City where you can actually plug in your zip code and see what percentage of your district or your uh, zip code is vaccinated. I entered mine. Wow. It's like 90% vaccinated. Jeez. So, so it's hard, to, it's hard to see people revolting uh, when 90% of the people actually believe what Bill de Blasio believes. Right. Yeah. I think, I think where it's going to get quite interesting is look, they're putting the burden on these restaurants to basically not just check your ID at the door now, but they also have to check your vaccine card. Well, how are you going to verify that it's not forged or somebody printed it out on their computer or, you know, some such thing, you know, has a fake letter from their doctor? Uh, the, The National Restaurant Association came out immediately yesterday and said this puts an overly burdensome responsibility on restaurant owners who are just now coming out of the pandemic. So, uh, that that's really unfair. Um, also, um, one of the CEOs for Landry's, who owns several restaurants across New York City, uh, also came out and said the same thing. And then there was also a, another restaurant group local to New York that they came out and said the same thing. So how are they actually going to enforce it? Uh, that remains to be seen. And I'll tell you, during the pandemic, New Yorkers were pretty rowdy. Uh, some speakeasies popped up. People were drinking in the streets. Uh, there were some things going on in New York City. I, I don't know that you can actually contain it to the level that they think they can contain it. But for me personally, I might uh, be engaging in some civil disobedience at my uh, Pilates studio if they don't let me in. Uh, you'll be you'll be seeing me on the nightly news. <laughs> okay, so what, Jen? What does that mean, civil disobedience? What do you what are you prepared to do? Well, look, if I'm told that I can't go into a restaurant, um, that's fine. I'll, I'll take it to go. I'll order my crummy DoorDash. That's fine. It's clear that this is all meant uh, to be punishment by Bill de Blasio to the you know, Trump supporters or people who don't want to take vaccines. Um, look, whatever happened to my body, my choice. You know, I'm a woman. I've been told for 20 years, just like you guys, uh, that, you know, if you're a woman, it's your body and your choice. And you don't have to talk about any of your private health care information. Now they're making me uh, disclose things to my local restaurant, and my local gym. Uh, I don't know. I, I have, I've been in deep thought about this. I've been talking to uh, colleagues and friends of mine. Uh, you might see me getting a little rowdy in the lobby of the Pilates studio uh tossing some things around there if they challenge me too much because it is just a violation of a constitutional right to move about the country which is our constitutional right it is enshrined in the united states constitution it's something we have to respect and uphold yeah absolutely freedom of movement and i have uh, spent uh, many days here writing letters to various uh politicians and even business owners that uh that that really come from the standpoint of thinking they can do this. It is a violation of OSHA and ADA and the basic constitutional freedom, freedom of movement, freedom of speech, and, and, and some of these things. And frankly, Jen, as much as I love New York City, at the, at the rate that de Blasio just seems to be destroying uh, what is America's very precious uh, uh, beacon on a hill, at least Lady Liberty stands there in the harbor, uh, I don't care if I set ever set foot in that city. So, so we must come together as a as a as a nation. I see to save uh, New York to help New York. Let me know how I can help in any way. Um, let's look. Let's look a little bit further. And let me ask you this, Jen. You've got 
you've got Klaus Schwab uh, at the World Economic Forum saying, "Hey, this is an opportune time." Talking about, uh, you know, talking about not letting a crisis go away. He's saying this is an opportune time for something called the reset, a, a digital reset. What does he mean by that? What, in your interpretation, and uh, and is there a relation? Is is he possibly taking advantage? Of of a, uh, of a of a of a viral strain that's that's got symptoms like the flu virus. Well, yeah, I mean, look, Charles Schwab historically has been Republican, but uh, we know from watching the elites over the years that you know it's all not always in their best interest to serve the people uh, and their customers that they serve. Uh, look, I think we all, as constituents in this country ought to also start looking at this as a global reset. We ought to think better uh, and expect better of our elected officials. We ought to expect better from our uh, local officials, uh, many of whom are responsible. You mentioned Governor DeSantis there. There are people living in states where they don't have a governor that appreciates uh, freedom and liberty, and those people have to go. You see that happening in the state of California with the recall movement. But it even goes, I think, uh, more microcosmic than that. Um, I think we need to reset on the local level. I've been telling friends of mine who, who are mad as heck and going to these school board meetings to protest masks, to protest the mass vaccinations, I said, hey, this, this is the greatest time. This is the most dads I've ever seen at school board meetings. Some of these dads need to run for the school board. Some of these moms need to start running for the city council and for the mayors in their small towns. Um, I, you know, I, I am always across the country. I'm always helping groups out because I was a political strategist for 15 years and a press secretary. Um, so I helped a group in Norman, Oklahoma last year. So uh, speaking of New York, when the George Floyd riots hit, they came a little too close to my apartment in New York City. I evacuated. I was wheels up, and I went back to the last safe place I knew, which was my college town of Norman, Oklahoma. Well, Ian, I land. You know, three days later, I open the newspaper, and it says Norman, Oklahoma, to be the first uh, small city uh, to defund the police. I couldn't oh. believe it. I, al I almost started crying. Here's a place that I knew is a safe, safe place and a wonderful place to grow up, and, and that's what they were doing in that town. You know what we did? We took out a recall effort against the mayor and four city council members. Uh, didn't quite get the mayor, uh, although she's on thin ice, but two of the council members quit, and uh, my two friends who are Republicans just got sworn in last week. So oh, I always tell people, uh, no matter where you go and no matter what's happening, you can still make a difference in this country. Our founding fathers were so wise in how they set up the rules for things like recalls and and uh, holding uh, elected officials accountable. Uh, get into your community. Start making a difference at the local level. Just know you can do a recall. My friends who did this recall, they had never had political experience in their 40 years on this earth, and they just went in there and did it because they were fed up. And I always tell people you can do it too. Yeah, speaking of Oklahoma, I was in Tulsa. I think it was back in April. There was a, a lot of good stuff going on there with some of these doctors in Texas uh, coming out against, uh, basically against these uh, the, the testing, the COVID testing, uh, and uh, the validity behind uh, these vaccines. Re really kind of some of the threats in the vaccines. Recently, I was in Rapid City, Jen, and I met with, I, I want to get to this local level uh, point that you made. I, I, I met with uh, a sheriff named Richard Mack, and he's been he's been touring for a number of years now, and he's basically going around and 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 informing sheriffs of their uh, their power, uh, their legal power to to defend the Constitution. Uh, it looks like you've recently have you recently met with uh, uh, Sheriff Chad Bianco, and if you have, out of Riverside, uh, talk a little bit about what he's doing. Yes, yes. In fact, um, he's in Tulsa, right? Uh, let's see. So Chad Bianco, I think it was in. Uh, he's a sheriff in um, Riverside, California. I think. Oh, Chad. I do know Chad. I, I haven't met with him recently, but tons of my friends who I came up with in the uh, California Republican Party uh, know him. And, y you know, these sheriffs are doing yeoman's work. Uh, you know, from the beginning of the COVID-19 lockdowns, 
they were the ones expected to enforce these shutdown laws, right? So again, talk about people caught unfairly in the crosshairs of yeah. these radical liberal politicians. Uh, not only was it the small mom and pop shops, the, the locally owned restaurants and the churches and, and the gyms, um, it was also these lo local law enforcement officers. So these guys are doing great work and it, you know, it just goes to show um, how how transparent the left is you know during covid they said these guys are the greatest things since sliced bread and the moment the george floyd thing happened they were all the evil incarnate and so we really gotta gotta thank our local uh local sheriffs and and law enforcement officers for sure now there's there's a friend of mine uh, uh somebody i've, I've been uh, uh, acquainted with recently her name is tina forte she goes under the twitter handle tina 40 She's running up against AOC. Are you familiar with the work that Tina Forty is doing in New York? No, I, ha I haven't seen that yet. Okay, I'll make that introduction to you uh, so that you're aware of, okay. of Tina Forty. Um, she's a she's a real firecracker. Um, and just for listeners, as we wind down, Jen, I want I want you to take a uh, a few moments uh, for those that are in New York and listening to this. Um, who 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 are the uh, businesses? Who are the um, the fighters in New York, the, uh, by fighters, I mean politicians, uh, who are the people in New York that, uh, that, 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 uh, conservatives, uh, rather, or even constitutionalists, whether they're Democrat or Republican, people that are friendly constitution, who are the people that you, you would want to, uh, uh, let listeners know, uh, know about there in New York? Well, I think, uh, Curtis Sliwa, who is running for mayor of New York City, is a great one to watch. You look at his a leading by example for the last... 40 years. He's been in every corner of New York. He's been in, as he says, all the ghettos of New York, really talking to people, building coalitions, anti-crime coalitions. Uh, you know, in all of the issues that we heard Bill de Blasio talk about yesterday, all of the dangers of New York City, we didn't hear a word about the stabbings that happened a block or two away. We didn't hear anything about the mass shootings that happened over the weekend in Queens where 20 people were shot by a couple of guys riding by on a moped. We didn't hear anything about that. It's all about vaccines, of course. So Curtis is one I would watch. Um, I'm really going to hold Eric Adams, the, the Democrat contender, who I, I think could likely end up becoming the mayor in this town. He's a former police officer. He's promised to fix uh, the crime problem here. I'm going to make sure, because I represent uh, some police officers uh, across the country, I'm going to make sure that if Eric Adams gets elected, I'm going to hold him to that. I'm going to be down there at City Hall. Uh, talking to him and, and protesting if he doesn't do that. Um, look, there are other great leaders uh, around. Elise Stefanik, a congresswoman from New York. Oh, yeah. She's great. She was, she was the first to come out yesterday and says that Cuomo needs to resign. She came out within five minutes of that report dropping, and that really led to Senator Gillibrand and Chuck Schumer and uh, I believe even President Biden saying that, that um, uh, Cuomo needs to resign. So those are the people I watch. There's a lot of great local stars, too, on the local level. Um, Andrea Katsimatidis, who runs the Manhattan GOP. If you're in New York City, start going to those meetings. Um, just, just go on the Manhattan GOP website. There's a list of events. You can go listen to some great speakers that come through town and, and get involved at the local level. And then if you're a young kid, uh, someone of college age or 20s and 30s, um, join the uh, New York City uh, Young Republicans. They also have a great organization, a lot of social events, and also a lot of opportunities to get involved in campaigns. Jen, what happened uh, January 6th, in a nutshell, in your view? What happened January 6th? Was that, uh, was that, a, um, was that a coup d'etat? Can I go that far? That's a strong phrase, but was, uh, was that an inside job? coup d'etat to the uh, very, very small percentage of people who had been planning that for months and months and months. I, I don't think it was on behalf of, you know, President Trump. I don't think he was involved in anything like that. Look, what happened on January 6th is people were pissed off. Uh, they had been locked out of the United States Capitol for literally almost a year. I don't know if anybody knows that, but the U.S. Capitol was shut down when the rest of the country was shut down. And unlike states around the nation, the U.S. Capitol actually never opened back up to the public. And I understand COVID concerns. I was very concerned about COVID myself. 
Um, but, but look, when you keep the people out of the people's house, as Nancy Pelosi did, you cannot then call it the people's house if the people haven't been in yeah. there for 12 to 16 months. And, and again, uh, what you see happening in D.C., those fences immediately went up. Oh, we can't have visitors in, in the U.S. Capitol anymore. They did once again that Rahm Emanuel playbook. They didn't let a crisis go to waste. And so now nobody can be trusted to go inside the U.S. Capitol because of what happened on January 6th. And, and it's just this rolling game that Democrats do to try to keep the people away from the people who are making the bills. But what happened on January 6th? People were mad as hell, and they decided they wanted to let the people inside know. And as a result of that, more than 400 more than 450 people are sitting in detention or have been arraigned and are waiting trial. And they're going to be awaiting trial for two or three years because uh, in many cases, some of those people went into the U.S. Capitol after that first breach. They went in sort of as a touristy thing. They took pictures. They were kind of laughing. And now those people are going to pay for the rest of their lives and they'll probably serve prison time. Uh, because they were, you know, at the wrong place at the wrong time. And it's really, really sad to see what's happened there. Wow, that's, uh, I haven't heard that uh, time frame. Uh, but that's, uh, that's shocking. Um, yeah, so uh, January 6th, uh, what about the, uh, what about the election? Yeah, well, I'll give you, I'll give you one example. I got contacted by not even a, a, a fan of my show. I got contacted, uh, it was like a friend of a friend um, who was a lifelong friend of this family in Odessa, Texas, uh, down there near Midland, Texas. And uh, this, this uh, man had been a law enforcement officer for 30 years in the community. He had actually even been a prison guard at the local uh, prisons are big in Texas. And uh, from all accounts, upstanding member of society had kids, even has one grandchild. Uh, he, he got raided at 6 a.m. in a pre-dawn raid uh, by uh, the FBI, and, um, and he was uh, taken into custody. And, um, and it was because he had been in, in that second wave of people that flooded into the Capitol, and he had, I guess, taken some pictures and some things. Um, they, they took away all of his weapons. He uh, will probably lose his job in the oil services industry if he hasn't lost it already. And his lawyers have told him it's looking very bleak. He's probably going to have to wait to go to trial for two or three years. And then he could serve up to about eight years of prison time just for the, you know, five or ten minutes that he was inside the U.S. Capitol. So uh, very scary stuff happening uh, across the country. And in his situation, that pre-dawn raid happened when his 18-month-old or so uh, grandson was staying at his house. And he, he asked the uh, law enforcement at the time, he said, why couldn't you guys, you know, you know, I know the local sheriff here. Uh, why couldn't you guys just, you know, you could have just called me. I would have come down to the station, you know, no problem. And they said this is coming directly from Washington, D.C. This is a, a federal priority is what they were told. And so that tells you that the Biden administration, the same one that wanted to spy on the Trump campaign and spy on Americans, uh, and, and get revenge on people is now back in power with Susan Rice and, and uh, Samantha Power and all those people uh, who did it the first time. They're back and they're retaliating against these, you know, unwashed Trump people who uh, wanted to go to the Capitol and protest. Wow, I, that, I mean that's that leaves me that leaves me speechless uh, on many levels, and uh, I, I, and it's disgusting to see how Mal Gates and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene have been treated. They. they uh, get run out of their own press conference that they had to hold on the sidewalk, it looked like. or, or I mean, this is just ridiculous. This is going too far. Um, was the Trump, it was there, it was there fraud, it was there fraud in, in or excuse me, it was there fraud in that election, in your opinion? Well, look, I've run the numbers, and I, I'm someone who, you know, as a political strategist, I lived and died at the ballot box. Some of the numbers weren't quite what Trump hoped they would be, uh, you know, now that the dust has cleared on some of those, it, the, the difference in the numbers, it wasn't quite enough to have let him win the election. But that doesn't mean that fraud didn't happen. Uh, it most certainly happened in the state of Arizona. Uh, look, no one ever talks about this. Everyone's talking about the voting systems. What about the fact that, you know, uh, 37,000 illegal immigrants voted in the state of Arizona? Those are 37,000 wow. individuals who cast the ballot, 
who who elections officials admitted were illegal immigrants who were not citizens of the United States who cast a ballot. And the difference of the votes that Donald Trump lost to Joe Biden was only about 12,000. It was about a third of that. So that's the stuff we should be talking about. Maybe we'll never get to the bottom of what happened with certain voting systems, um, but we can certainly get to the bottom of uh, ensuring that non-citizens of this country aren't voting in the elections. And the best way to do that is to require photo ID. And did you did you see this report released by uh, retired Army Intelligence uh, Seth Keschel? Did you see that the other day? Going on, I try to keep up with everything. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Kearns, ladies and gentlemen. Jennifer, where can uh, where can listeners find you? Uh, uh, what station? What uh, what uh, what social media? They can uh, find me at uh, Twitter and, and Instagram and everywhere else at All American Jen. And my radio show is at All American Radio. And then if they just want to listen to past episodes and things like that, learn more about me. They can go to allamericanradio.com. Jen, I'll introduce you to Tina, and I look forward to staying in touch with you. Keep up the good work. Now that you mentioned Tina, I do know she did a big rally last year during the lockdowns. I think I, yeah, I would love an introduction to her for sure. Let's go do some civil disobedience. <laughs> yeah, she's, I tell you, she is a firecracker, and uh, and I, I initially uh, I initially saw her videos uh, via Twitter, and then, uh, and then I was able to meet her. Uh, in person in uh, South Florida last year, and I've I've kept up uh, kept in touch with her. She she's amazing, and uh, she's she is the type of person. Uh, and 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 this I've been saying this for I've been saying this now for uh, well over a year. It's it's and and men that are listening, it's it's the women that are going to save this country. And and I try Jen, I try to speak to both both sides of the aisle because. Because what I what I, we, we, we at this point need to defend our constitutional rights. That's what it's come down to. So it's either you support the country or you don't based on the Constitution. So Democrat, Republican, and there's enough rhinos in the Republican Party that are basically uh, Democrats. But, but, but it's really the women that are going to save this country. I've been saying that now for, for months. And, uh, and, and Tina, is a, uh, she's a firecracker. That is true. But look, as I said, I've never seen so many dads rolling out for city council meetings, county supervisor yeah. meetings, and school board meetings. I like it, men. Keep it up. We can save this country together. <laughs> Good. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Jen. Jen Jennifer Kearns, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Okay. So, um, Jennifer Kearns, she's, she's got... You know, I mean, she look. She's she's awesome. Okay, she had some she had some great stuff to throw out there. Um, she's on top of what she's covering, and uh, and I and I liked how she she spun. I, I threw it at the women. She spun it at the men, and that was a correct thing to do. That was a correct thing to do. Uh, the the. the the women are the ones that are talking right now, from what I can tell. They're the ones that are up in the meetings. She's seeing a lot of men. From my, uh, Jennifer is, I'm not seeing that much from the men. The men, the, men, the men need to start defending their families. They need to start defending their, uh, their constitutional rights. And of course, uh, it, it will be, the country will be won, if you will, uh, from, from the men. Once the men wake up, uh, but it will be that women that wake them up. I think maybe that's uh, a more uh, uh, it's it's more exact to what I was uh, what I was what I was saying. Um, the fact that the fact that we are even having to defend our constitution, folks, should just blow you away. It should appall you. But look, you, you don't have to go very far to look at the destruction happening just like I how I started this show today look at the destruction happening in Australia look at what's happening in Canada I had Chris Skye on uh, the program uh, last week was it and uh, none of the Canadian politicians are speaking out against religious freedom uh, these lockdowns America's setting the example for the world yet again why because we are holding this government uh, we're holding them uh, uh, 
to we're holding them to the Constitution, really, right? Um, we're taking them to task. We are the government, folks. We are the government. And um, and this, again, essentially it will be one once uh, people start to get active and then their local communities getting involved, going down to the, uh, uh, the school meetings, the board meetings, the city hall meetings. I've been doing this now for a few years. I started my program five years ago because of the Zika virus. But the world is changing. Whether you listen to Patrick Wood, which I... Uh, advise you that you do, Patrick Wood, uh, Technocracy News, uh, he's for decades now, he's been calculating the, uh, the weave, if you will, of technology and uh, humanity, uh, whether it's transhumanism, which robotoids, robots, these, these things do exist, cloning, sheep cloning, like Dolly in the 90s, or human cloning, this is happening. Uh, but there is a there is a meshing of technology. There's no doubt about that, with uh, with 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 the way we live our lives as human beings. Um, I I will not be getting a vaccination, uh, not for this COVID nineteen. Ninety nine percent survival rate. There's no there's no need to. There's absolutely no need to. In my view, the COVID nineteen uh, vaccination is being used as a form of manipulation. Just like I said when I started the show before I brought Jen on, uh, it is being used for an economic, uh, 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 for economics, to control global economics, to insert digital currency. And I, I cite a couple things for that. I cite a Microsoft patent on a digital currency. Um, and, uh, and I also cite um, a, a recent uh, COVID test that Richard A. Rothschild um, uh owns uh, he owns a COVID 19 test um so therefore the the that uh, one of these testing um procedures is very well you have to ask yourself is it manipulated okay so i mentioned 1913 the federal reserve um richard nixon in 1971 with the nixon shock abolishing the gold standard um and, and some of these global events over the past 120 years if you will, do make sense if you add things up. It all, they all make, make sense. So then you ask yourself, well, well, where's a guy like Rothschild from? Well, he's in Great Britain. He's in the city of London, the Bank of England. I don't know if he's connected to the Bank of England himself, but certainly the Rothschild organization is uh, and their various companies. And that's what they have done historically is they controlled uh, countries' uh, finances. Um, it doesn't stop there, Rothschild. Like I have said, and I think I may have mentioned Charles Schwab. I meant uh, uh, Klaus Schwab is, is what I had meant to say. Uh, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. Klaus Schwab. Folks, America, you, uh, you need to kind of pull back and remember that we are a young country. Uh, what is it, 246 years? 246 years? Um, not even, 200, right? So... Um, 240 years, right? So we are a young, we are a young country, and uh, and and um, these European powers that have been around for centuries, they do not like us. They do not like us. England, you think England is your ally? The French, you, you speak their language, but the French are America's first ally. And what are the French doing right now in response to Macron? Uh, they are. Uh, they're putting up guillotines in their towns uh, centers with uh, with the, all the list of the health directors that want to force their vaccinations on the people. Um, vaccination should be a personal choice. I'm not saying that vaccinations are a bad thing. That is a personal choice. Wearing a mask, that's a personal choice. When it becomes a um, a mandate, something forced, uh, a mandate is not a law. It's a, it's an order. It's not something that's necessarily been written or passed in the law. Um, but when people like in Australia are being jailed for this, for not wearing a mask, for not getting a vaccine, that's a complete, total violation of human rights and civil rights and inalienable rights. And uh, most importantly, from my understanding, the Nuremberg Code. So... Um, 
again, I started my program in 2016, essentially. The first show was January 2017, but I been, began researching and preparing for it in t the fall of 2016 when Zika uh, arrived to the shores of uh, Miami Beach in South Florida. And, uh, and I have continued since then, and we have done great things over that time. We have done good things, good things, uh, not necessarily great, but we've done good things, and uh, we continue to do good things. Why? Because, like Ray McGovern said, a former CIA uh, operative, uh, it's it's people like Jen, it's people like uh, what I'm doing, I suppose, that uh, that is the the final frontier. Because corporate media is totally it's totally uh, corrupt. It's totally corrupted. It's corrupted by the CFR. And if you're listening to this and you're in America and you're saying, "Ah, oh, well, you know, America is the greatest country on the planet. We've got the largest military." Uh, you know, our constitution uh, sets the sets the beacon for of light for everyone in the world. You know, nothing could ever ever happen to this country. It's the greatest thing uh, from God. Well, I got a I got a surprise for you. That country that you once knew is falling apart. And if you don't stand up to save it, you won't have it. It'll be renamed. It'll have a new flag, and. Uh, You'll be living a totally new life with new laws and a new reality. So if you like your country, if you like America, if you if you if you come to America, if you will, from China or India or Mexico, and you like America because you like its freedoms, you need to defend it, and you need to stand up and get involved and speak out. Or else you might as well just go back to where you came from, and 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 I don't say that in a negative way. I say that because America is a melting pot. It's it is the greatest country to ever be formed. But just like those founding fathers stood up for their freedoms, you do too today to save it. And no better opportunity for someone that came from a communist regime. Uh, like Cuba, to stand up for America. So do it. Get involved. Send this show on to a friend. Send it to family members, even if you think they don't like it, even if you think they'll disagree, because that's freedom of expression. That's freedom of speech. And that's the valued essence of all of this happening right now. I recommend you don't wear a mask, and I recommend you not get vaccinated with that COVID-19 vaccination, because with the 99% survival rate, it's not a real pandemic. It's not an urgent pandemic anyway, and there's a lot of evidence that shows that it's manipulated in labs like Deep Fort Detrick. Just look at him, Mike Judy Mikevitz, and how Fauci shut Mikevitz down, okay, and her AIDS, her HIV research. She was shut down. She was silenced. This should not be happening in America. This should not be happening in America. The sitting president, regardless of whether you like him or not, should not be deplatformed and thrown off of a social media uh, platform, Twitter or Facebook. That's that should not be happening. And if you if you if you think that if you if you even think that that's okay, you are mistaken. You are mistaken. So, ladies and gentlemen, All-American Jen, American Radio, Jennifer Kearns. Uh, Teddy Daniels was, was uh, scheduled to come up. He's got something going on. And, and by the way, uh, Jason Smith is also, also con confirmed for the program. Uh, Jason's having to reschedule. People get busy as we, as we get involved and we fight and we stand up for our rights. We get busier, so so busyness is a good thing. But uh, look down, look look in the future, look down the pipe for Jason Smith to be joining me, and also uh, Teddy Daniels. Until next time, folks. This is Ian Trottier. Discuss your truth. I a n t r o t t i r dot com. Pass it on. Be awesome.